I'm asking you to turn in your Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 29, verse 6. I'm thankful to see my sister Teresa here today. And uh, her daughter, Megan, is having surgery this week. So if you would please pray for Megan Kalen. She's having surgery this week. Ask God to touch her. Amen. I, uh, I'm, this morning as I got up, the Lord began to deal with me about some things. And so I'm going to, I want to try to preach to you today what the Lord put on my heart. First Samuel chapter, or chapter 29 and verse 6. Then Achish called David and said unto him, Surely as the Lord liveth, thou hast been upright. And thy going out and thy coming in with me in the host is good in my sight. For I have not found evil in thee since the day of thy coming unto me, unto this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor thee not. And then... Psalms 121 and verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. I, I want to talk to you for a few minutes today about the space between. The space between. Let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands to the Lord, ask God to help us in this place. Lord Jesus, we need you to speak in this place. There are souls that are hanging in the balances, God, that are at the point of decision today. And God, I'm asking you to let your spirit and your word combined to touch the hearts of men in this building today. God, help us to stay on point and focused upon your will and your desire for men today. Let us not lose sight of the eternal consequences of this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you today. You may be seated. The other day I found myself pondering the concept of God. Beholding my going out and my coming in. I heard the Lord speak to me by the Spirit. And this is what he said. The space in between going out and coming in will change a person. For good or evil, they will not stay the same. I want to tell you today that it matters how you go out and how you come in. 
I want to tell you that the space between going out and coming in is more important than going out and coming in. What you do between here and there is more important than what you do here and there. I am convinced that we are living in a very crucial moment in church history. But more than that, you are living in a very crucial moment in your relationship with God. And what you choose to do in this hour will determine whether or not you spend eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. Oh, I know that's not popular theology. Nobody wants to talk about that. But I'm telling you today, I stand before you to tell you there are no gray areas uh, when it comes to eternity. It's either heaven or hell. It's either righteousness or unrighteousness. I wish somebody helped me right now. And what determines whether or not you're going to make it to heaven is the space between. It's easy to live for God in the church. It's easy to worship when everybody else is worshiping. It's easy to pray when everybody else is praying. But let me just help you to understand something today. This is not so much a collective walk with God as it is an individual walk with God. And the decisions that you make on a daily basis to do right or wrong, to pray, to worship, to seek God, to live separately unto God, is going to determine more than what you do when you come to the house of God as to whether or not you're saved or you're lost. I was reminded of the story of Jonah. He fled from the presence of the Lord. God was asking Jonah to do something that he did not want to do. So it would seem he tried to cut his connection with God. He seemed to try to get as far away from God and what he was supposed to do. Can I tell you today, there's nowhere to go that you can hide from God. And you've been called. You've been chosen. God has placed his hand upon your life. And it doesn't matter if you go to the deepest depths and the darkest places in this world. The hand of God will be there too. You see the places in between is where God is watching to see whether or not you're interested in making it to heaven or not. Whether or not you're interested in pleasing God or not. 
You see, what matters the most is not that I please men, but the thing that matters most is that my life pleases God. Jonah was going into a storm. You cannot flee from the presence of the Lord. In trying to do that, we find God will prepare something for us. You need to know something about God. He is passionate about saving your soul. Whatever He has to do, Wherever he has to take you, whatever he has to take you through, he will do that to save your soul. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, it matters about the space between. God is reaching today for our lives, I believe. God is preparing the church for the greatest move of God that has ever came to the earth. But that is predicated upon us, not collectively, but individually what we do in the space between to attract God and keep His attention in our lives. It would seem that Jonah was headed for destruction. And I might just say today that if you're not pointed toward the things of God, you're headed for destruction. Say, you don't know that preacher. You can't judge my life. No, but the Word of God can. And the Bible said that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The Word of God said that the devil is as a roaring lion roaming to and fro seeking whom he may devour. Come on. And the Word of God said that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. So, I want you to understand that the space between what you do there is relative as to whether or not you're saved or you're lost. I can't save you. The church can't save you. But what you do in your personal relationship with God will determine whether you're saved or you're not. I know this is not going to be popular, but I'm going to tell you something. Brother Gill said it this morning. You could be backslid and sit in an apostolic church. It's not about going out and coming in. It's about the space between 
the going out and the coming in that's going to determine what happens in your life and what happens in the church. You want to you wanna know, you know, I found it kind of interesting. You probably didn't see this, but one of the first things I seen this morning, maybe I ought to be smart like Brother Gill and get off of social media. One of the first things I seen this morning is that now they're trying to tie an outbreak of measles to the revival at Asbury. You see, the world will do everything it can to try to destroy the influence of God in any fashion and form. That's why the space between is so important. we got to stay focused on who we are and what we are and where we're going. And so Jonah finds himself in a very precarious place. You see, he's headed for destruction, but in reality, he's thrown into the stormy waves. But the good news is, God had prepared his deliverance. I want to tell everybody under the sound of my voice today, God has prepared your deliverance. After three days, a type of God's completeness in dealing with Jonah, Jonah finally found himself willing to obey God. Say, preacher, I I don't think all of those things are needful and necessary. Be careful what you say. Because God will take you to the place where you become willing to obey Him. Coming out of the storm, he was still a Hebrew. He was still a prophet. But now, he was willing to be obedient. You see, when obedience got in the belly with Jonah... That was more than the fish could take. So I heard one man say, the belly's not big enough for both of us. I I, I want to stress this to you today. I want you to get this. It It doesn't matter if you're a part of this church or not today. I want to stress this to you. God created you in His own image. And somewhere in the space between, between the Garden of Eden and a tree in the middle of the garden. You know, it's incredible to me how that God gave Adam and Eve Rule over all, everything that was in the garden. It was theirs. They possessed it. It belonged to them, but he restricted them from one thing. And the space between a visit with God, which he did every day. He met with them in the cool of the evening every day. 
But somewhere in between that visit in the presence of God and a tree that they were not supposed to participate or eat of, the enemy had his way with them. Can you, can you get what I'm trying to tell you today? Is that you were created in the image of God. God created you to be blessed of Him. But somewhere between here and the blessing of God, somewhere in the between, the enemy is doing everything he can to try to distract you and get you to give in to the things of this world and miss out on the blessing of God. So Jonah found himself in a place where now obedience has come to his life. You may be here today and you may be a child of God. You may be a saint of God. You may be a minister of God. But are you being obedient. Yeah, I got quiet. If not, it could be that this is where your storm is coming from. Say, oh, Bishop, God doesn't do that. Remember what I told you. He's passionate about your soul. And he will go to the furthest extent to get your attention and keep your attention and see that you are saved. Well, I don't believe that God's a God of judgment. Well, then you don't believe the Bible. Because it is replete with God's judgment. It's everywhere in the Word of God. Oh yes, He loves humanity. He loved humanity enough that in between its permissive living, its promiscuous living, God Himself robes Himself in flesh and comes to save humanity and be the final sacrifice. So he loves humanity. He loves us enough to not let us stay where we are. I wish I could find some Pentecostals in here today. He loved us enough that he won't let us stay an alcoholic. He won't let us stay a drug addict. He won't let us stay a liar. He won't let us stay an abuser. Come on, somebody. He loved us enough that he came to pay the price that all of that would be taken care of. But what we do in the space between will determine whether or not we make it out. So now, in this place this morning, 
It's not for your destruction that God has you where he has you. But for your deliverance. Sometimes we all wish that God would just leave us alone in those areas that we don't want to submit. But we fail to realize that disobedience breaks fellowship. And our actions telegraph to others that we are fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it must have been like on that ship? They were being tossed and driven. Jonah looked at him and said, Listen, I'm the problem. It's not any of you. I'm the problem. Wouldn't it be something if we could just wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, look, I'm not going to blame this on the preacher. I'm not going to blame this on the church. I'm not going to blame it on my husband or my wife or my children. The problem is me. Come on. Jonah. Jonah found repentance in the midst of the storm. And it's repentance that brings the deliverance in the midst of the storm. Come on. If you want to be restored to God, if you want to be in right relationship with God, it won't be because the preacher says you're all right or prays some prayer over you. It will be because you come to repentance in the space between right and wrong. And in that space, there is recovery. There is healing. And there is salvation for your soul. Oh, somebody help me praise him right now. I want, I want some way to help somebody in this building get out of where you are. Because you see, here at FPC, we're not just about filling buildings and filling seats. It's not where, what we're about here. We're about saving Souls. You see, if somehow we can't get, can't get you to understand that it's not here and it's not there, but it's the space in between. What are you saying, Bishop? Can I just tell you today what you need to do to be saved? It's not a prayer of repentance that saves you. It's not somebody praying over you a prayer of forgiveness that saves you. But this is what it takes to be saved. Now, I do want to warn you that once I tell you this, 
It's going to be your responsibility to respond in the space between here and there. What must I do to be saved? This is what the Bible says you must do. Not what the first Pentecostal church says. Not what the bishop says. This is what the Bible says. Are you hearing me right now? Repent. Be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's what it's going to take to get from here to there. You you can be seated now. Let's talk about the space between. Once you've repented, been baptized, been filled with the Holy Ghost, now the relationship begins. That doesn't mean I get to go back to doing the old things I used to do because now I'm saved. Hear me right now. He does not save you in your sins. He saves you from your sins. Come on. Here it is. The space in between says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. The space between says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Come on. What's that mean, preacher? That means I don't go where the world goes. I don't do what the world does. I don't look at what the world looks at. I don't say what the world says. But I'm interested. Come on. I'm interested in God looking at my life and saying, I honor you because of the way you go in and the way you come out. Well, preacher, that's rather harsh. That's a mean message. Just, you remember this. I have no ulterior motive here. I have no motive but to reach for your soul today. And I say to you again, a word of warning is that everybody that doesn't find that place that Jonah found. You see, Jonah found repentance in a place, in a space. The space, watch it now, that was created by God in the form of a fish. You you, you mean to tell me, preacher, that God would create a space so that he could deal with me. That's what I mean to tell you. I, I, you say, well, I'm going through some things that I don't understand. Let me help you understand them. God's got you in a place because he's dealing with your heart. 
and he wants you to be saved and he doesn't want you to be lost. And so he's allowing you to go through, not alone, understand, because he said he'd be with us until the end of the world. But he's there with you, but he will not bail you out until somewhere in the space between you bow your knee in repentance and say, God, I want relationship with you. Nothing else matters. Nothing's more important to me than being right with you. And so Jonah finds that place where he realizes God created a closed environment where Jonah could stew in the contents of his own disobedience. And after the time was complete, he made peace with his personal preferences and God's call. So I, I, I don't know, preacher, I just don't, I don't, I don't believe that way. I don't think that you, 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 ought, to, you ought to have to do that. Please, please, don't, don't smite the messenger here today. But I'm telling you, you can choose it God's way. And it'll be a much easier, simpler route to heaven or if you choose to walk contrary, I'm not talking about in this building. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the space between. I'm talking about when you walk out of this building and you get in your car and you go to your house, you go to your job. What are you doing there to promote the kingdom of God and your relationship with God? Come on. Do you only pray when you walk through the church doors or into the prayer room? Or is there something in your life that causes you to say, you know what, it's dangerous out here in the space between, so I've got to be prayed up? Come on. You, I know you're not going to like this, but there are some people that don't pray an ounce until they come to the house of God and can't understand why it's so difficult for them to live for God. I'm telling you that the space between is where you're going to be saved. It's not in the church. The Bible never said the rapture was going to happen when we're all gathered together in the church. The Bible said in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you know what that means? I'm not going to have time to pray then. I'm not going to have time to repent then. I'm not going to have time to get it right then. But it is the space between that God is giving us to get it right before it's too late. word of warning everyone finds that place Esau you talked about him this morning Esau the Bible said for he found no place 
of repentance. Though he sought it carefully with tears. If you find yourself this morning in a place that God has created for repentance in your life, you better realize what a blessing that is. I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. God created the space. God created the place. And grace is the space and the place where we can find repentance. If you're living in sin, you cannot be saved. Oh, preacher, that's a harsh message. I'm just trying to be honest with you because I don't want you to be lost. I said if you're living in sin, what is sin? Sin is simply letting your flesh have its way in your life instead of allowing God to have His way in your life. What do you mean? It's simple. The Bible said, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin I don't care who you are you were born with the innate ability to know the difference between right and wrong and good and evil you may develop some things in your life that changes that perspective but God put it in all of us every one of us he created us in his image and there was not one thing dishonest not one thing evil not one thing sinful about God he was perfect and is perfect in all of his ways and so he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it not to his wife, his mother, his dad, to him, to him, it is sin. So, so, so what are you saying, preacher? This is what I'm telling you. Just like Adam and Eve, the enemy has caught you in the space between in the space between God's blessing and eternal fellowship and participating in things that you know are not right. And so if you die in the space between, you're lost forever. know that's somber but I've been doing this long enough to know that there are some people that have come today you may never walk back through these church doors again and I don't want you to be able to point at me on judgment day and say 
I was there on that Sunday morning and that preacher didn't tell me what I needed to do to live right. I'm telling you right now that grace fills this house this morning and grace is the place where you can find repentance. Grace is the place where you can find restoration and healing. It's in this place. God created a space. Let's stand. God created a space this morning for you. You will not leave the place you are right now the same. It will change you. I pray it will change you for the good. That you'll finally be willing to obey God in the area that He's dealing with you in. You see, I'm a firm believer in the fact that folks just don't stagger into church accidentally. You're here because there's something going on in your life that drew you looking perhaps for some kind of answer that's evaded you to this point. You're here today looking for some solution to a problem that up until now you have not been able to fix. But I'm telling you that when you got out of your car and walked through those front doors, you walked into a grace space today. And God is saying, if you'll come to me, I'll meet you here and I will forgive your sin. I will heal your land. I will touch your marriage. I will touch your mind. I will heal your broken heart. I will do what I said I would do. I need you to help me pray, church. The Lord is calling someone in this building this morning. The Lord is pleading with you today. Don't be lost. Don't be lost. I'm giving you direction. Even now, I'm drawing you to me. Don't refuse my voice. Don't refuse my bidding. For I am the Lord that healeth thee even this day. Come on, church, I need you to help me pray right now. If you're here today, we want to help you. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to be critical of you. We're here so that you can be saved today. Don't miss what God is trying to do. If you're here and you're a child of God and there have been some issues with the space between I'm telling you, God's calling you to repentance this morning. God's calling you to repentance today. Hear me. God's calling you right now. Repent. Turn. I'm going to save you in your dilemma. I'm going to heal you in your dilemma. Come on, church. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God.
God, don't let one soul leave here untouched, unmoved, God, by your presence and your power. Come on, come on. Would you pray with somebody right now? Would you pray with somebody right now? Would you take somebody by the hand and pray for them?